Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, getting closer and closer to another Raiders game. Obviously, on Sunday, it comes up at Allegiant Stadium. The Houston Texans come to town. Week 7 action. Week 7 gets underway this evening, Thursday night football. Of course, that's on Amazon Prime. But just to know that it's already to Week 7, we're already in this uh, this week is, is incredible, man. These games just fly by, obviously coming off the bye for the Raiders and coming off the bye for the Texans. It'll be great to see both teams back in action. So very excited about the game on Sunday. And, of course, we're always excited about the show that we do here on Raider Nation Radio 920 each and every day. So welcome into Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Demond Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm actually in the home studio today. And today it had nothing to do with the Raiders. Today is actually myself and the wife's anniversary. It's our 10-year anniversary, so took her out to lunch uh, earlier today and decided that I would just uh, make a beeline to the house, and I'll tell you right now, Damon, as you very well know, we've worked together for a little bit over a year now. Anyone who could put up with me for about 10 years <laughs> or more is doing something special, so, uh, you know, taking the taking the wife out to, to lunch this afternoon was pretty cool, and uh, having that opportunity to spend a few minutes with her before we hopped on the radio to talk some Raider football, so definitely wanted to show that love and appreciation for the wife who's uh, definitely had my back throughout this whole journey. I definitely appreciate that, so uh, yeah, just had that little lunchtime special with her, and now uh, here we go, ready to rock and roll for the next three hours here on Raider Nation Radio. 920. We got plenty to get to. Of course, we're coming off the heels of JT the Brick, who was live at the Raider facility, did a fantastic job from noon to two. Uh, had plenty of good folks to talk to, including GM Dave Ziegler. And at some point, we'll probably break that down and uh, listen to a few of his sound bites that he had from that. Also, he'll be talking to head coach Josh McDaniels, or did that earlier today. I know that'll air on the show tomorrow. So, this is what we get here on Raider Nation Radio, and this is what we try to continue to do. We don't always succeed, but we try really hard 99.9% of the time to continue to raise the bar. So, you know, when JT has has uh, either Raider alumni on or he's able to talk to the coach weekly, head coach Josh McDaniels, or even like the opportunity he had earlier today to talk to GM Dave Ziegler, that's awesome. We always get the opportunity to talk to the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz. We talk to Lincoln Kennedy every Tuesday and Thursday. I mean, we try to continue to raise the bar when it comes to guests, also take you into the, the locker room room which is new you know it's back for this year which it hasn't been for the last couple years so that's great to do that as well so again like I mentioned before uh, and I tell anyone who will listen man whatever we could do to try to provide as much Raider coverage as possible we like to do here on Raider Nation Radio 920 so we got a lot to get to on today's show we don't have our first guest until three o'clock which is rare for us Normally we have a guest just about on the 30s, right? 2.30, 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, 4.30. I mean, we just we just kind of do it like that. But today our first guest joins us at 3 o'clock, uh, DJ B, uh, being an anime from uh, ESPN.com. He covers the Houston Texans, does a fantastic job. And, uh, Damon, I know one of the first questions you'll want to ask him is about winning the little media uh, little uh, combine that they had there in Houston. The Texans, they held their own combine. I've seen the Seattle Seahawks do that as well. Um, I know Tashawn Reed from The Athletic, he kind of um, presented it to the Raiders. Like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to do something like this. And uh, we didn't get too much good feedback from it or any feedback at all. So I don't think you'll see us participating in any kind of combine. And based off my football skills or lack of football skills that I had last week, 
that's probably a good thing, right? <laughs> if I want to make sure I stay healthy. But uh, DJ uh, Bianame, he uh, he actually won that in Houston with the Texans. So I'm sure that'll be one of the first questions you want to ask him. Oh, of course. I mean, I know that he was a D1 track athlete, but this is probably one of the greatest athletic accomplishments of, of his career. I mean, I mean you know, give him his flowers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, hey, look, man, I don't care if you were an athlete at some point or you weren't an athlete at some point. If you go out and participate and kind of do something outside of what you normally do, that's a cool thing, right? I, I remember before I left, uh, before I left Texas, we had this, um, we had this race, and I forget what kind of race it is, but literally you have to go through all these different challenges. It's really long, right? Like got, an obstacle course. Yeah, but it's it's I, I forget it's called um, it's not Gladiator Challenge, but it's like some kind of massive thing that your normal cats can't do. Right? I mean, you really are supposed to train for these kind of things, and I had no training whatsoever, but. Our radio station was this, one of the sponsors of the event, and so the guy came in and interviewed us and said, Q, I'd like to invite you to come out and participate. So, of course, I'm not going to say on the air, no, I can't do it. So I was like, all right, that sounds cool. And then all my friends were like, dude, do you know what you signed up for? And I said, yeah, it's just like some, some race. And he's like, no, man, like this is massive. This is some kind of major – like everyone doesn't do this. And, I mean, Demond, it started off where you're on a rip, a rip line. Right. And you, you just get on it and you zip line down and then you jump off and then you start to run and then you have to go over a big old wall. You're supposed to cl- or you're supposed to climb a rope. And I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was. Oh, my gosh. It was hell on wheels, dog. Let me let me tell you. And so I'm running. I'm jogging. And look, this is not what I normally do. I'm not a jogger. Right. I'm a, I'm a 40 yard dash. I'm a 100 yard dash. I'm like start and finish, man. Like, boom, get it over with. I'm not a long distance cat. So I start running, and I'm feeling good about myself. You know, the guy's running with me. He's won this challenge so many times. In the commercial break, I'll find a, I'll, I'll find a picture and send it to you because uh, I know I have a couple pictures still on my phone. But, uh, yeah, so I'm running, and all of a sudden I was like, I can't do this, dude. And he was like, what, what's up? And just like on, on, uh, on last Friday night when I couldn't breathe, when I was laying on the driveway, I, I couldn't breathe. And so I was like, well, I can't breathe. So I laid down on the grass, and so people are running past me, and they're like, hey, is this guy okay? Like, they thought I was dead, or I thought I was dying. And I'm like, yeah, I just can't breathe. And they're like, well, that's not good. And I was like, no, nah, I'll be fine. I just got to get my second win. So anyway, long story short, we go through that. Then we run through a creek. I'm walking through mud, right? I'm just, I mean, it's just, and then it's all super cold. And look, I can't swim anyway, so I'm already, you know, I got that against me that I can't swim. But Was there going- a swimming portion? No, yeah, there was a portion where you're supposed to swim to. You're supposed to go underwater. You got to go on a balance beam. You got—I mean, it's—it's it's like massive, dog. It's like—it's. I think it's the Spartacus. Was it the Spartacus challenge? Is that a thing? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's. Something I googled like that. Gladiator, but I think I think Spartacus. Yes. Let me Google that. Yeah, I think it's the Spartacus challenge. I want to say that that's what it was. And anyway, it was a disaster. Long story short, it took me about an hour and some change, but I finally I finally finished. So that was an accomplishment to me. Spartan race. Spartan race. There it is. That's exactly what it was. And, dog, I did it. I finished. And that was, to me, that was the greatest thing ever. I don't care what place I came in. It, it was close to last, but I finished. That's all that mattered, right? I mean, I went over – I went over some kind of, uh, you know, you had to, it almost looked like an army obstacle thing where you're going over this big old wall, and it was a disaster. So I say that to say, if you do something that gets you out of your comfort zone and do something that you don't normally do and you finish, then kudos to you. If you get out of your comfort zone and do something and you win it, that's even better, (laughs) right? If you win it, the whole damn thing, that's even better. 
And the guy that I ran with, because this is the guy that was the, promoting the whole race, he was like, oh, I'm going to GoPro the whole thing. So he filmed the whole thing. At the end of it, he was like, Q, you want me to send over the film? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, dog. Matter of fact, you can go ahead and erase that. <laughs> we don't need no evidence. I don't need no evidence of that. <laughs> Were you the only person from the radio station to participate in the Spartan race? I was. You know I, you know I am, man. I can't say no, man. I can't say no. If you ask me to do something, I'll do it. But these guys, look, they trained for this. I didn't train. I didn't train. Friday night, I hung around this sports bar, watched football, and drank beer. And then the next morning, I went out and tried to participate in this Spartan race. That's not a good recipe. So I failed. But failure's okay. Failure's part of life. You learn from it. I did learn. The one story that I'll learn is you can do something that your body tells you you can't. It might not be good. It might not be at a high level, but you can do it. I can just picture you just, you know, just stretching a little bit. You know, dog. maybe um, maybe some Air Max on. Dog. Oh, man. It was, it was, it, I'm telling you, when I find the picture, I'll definitely send it to you. I might even tweet it out at your boy Q254 just so you can see, one, that I finished, and two, I was a disaster. I mean, literally, I was swimming through a creek, and it was a muddy creek. I mean, I'm in Texas. You know, I ain't nothing clean about no creek in Texas, right? Shout out to Tim. I know Tim from Texas calls us all the time. He knows there ain't no clean creek in, in Texas. I thought I was going to catch like a – I don't know, a crawdad or something in my shorts. Or so, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. I had no idea. But I do know that you can accomplish things that you want if you set your mind to it and you work your tail off. So DJ, got a shout-out to him. Uh, DJ Bienna, and I'm going to say his name wrong a thousand times, uh, and I know how to say it, Bienna May. Uh, <laughs> DJ Bienna May is going to join us at 3 o'clock to talk about the Houston Texans, but we'll start off about the combine that he won. So that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, again, get a little bit more of a, a deep dive. And, you know, Damon, the one thing, and I'll ask you this if you've noticed this, We've done a couple little previews on the Texans, and we do this because, well, one, everyone doesn't listen every single day to every single show. So, one, you might not have an update. But we've talked to different people about the Texans, and I feel like we've gotten different reviews on them, right? It feels like when we talked to Landry, it was like, this team stinks. When we talked to John, it was like, well, they have, they have bad parts of the team. They're mm-hmm. bad, but they have good areas. You know what I mean? Like, they're not really that bad. But, honestly, when we were talking to Landry Locker on the show yesterday, it almost felt like, oh, this team is terrible and the Raiders are going to walk all over them. I don't believe that. And I did a crossover edition today on my Locked On Raiders podcast. We do it every Thursday. And the Houston Texans guy that I talked to was like, oh, the Texans are going to win 23-18. The Raiders aren't very good. And I was like, whoa, okay. And you know me. I'm going to keep it professional. I'm not going to get all you know crazy and whatever with it. But I was just thinking, well, damn, he's very confident in this team. So I feel like we've gotten a lot of mixed reviews on who this Houston Texans team is. All right, well, first thing I'm going to say is, you know, shout out to the Locked On Network, and you guys do some fantastic work. But I feel like when you do these crossover episodes, the opposing team, no matter how good or bad, they are always pumping up that team. Yeah, but— I'm just, I'm just saying. No, no, you're right. But Even like the Broncos the, guys, they were just like, yeah, <laughs> those Raiders. Well, huh? they, well they, they, they bought into the Let's Ride hype. Like, those guys were super <laughs> high on the Let's Ride thing. Like, and I, I kept telling them, like, dude, go sit in the corner, man. Like, you're, you're tripping. You're, you're, you've gone way too far over. But— you know, like Alex Clancy, who does the Cardinals show, he says straight up, the Raiders are going to win the game. The Raiders, you know, the Raiders are a much better team than the Cardinals. I think he's still right, even though they, they uh, won. Now, the Chargers guy, he thinks the Chargers are going to win the AFC West, and they're the best thing since sliced bread. I don't see them that way, but, I mean, right now they're tied for first. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're going to say you are what your record are or is when you're, you know, one and four – well, health, they're 4-2 and two in time for first, and you got to give them credit for that as well. So, you know, it's, it's funny. It's always hit and miss when it comes to those guys. I try to keep it even keel and just 
get the information that I need to get about that team and not try to be braggadocious or too down on the Raiders at all times. I mean, I try to always keep it that way. So it's just it's funny when I hear, well, the Raiders ain't very good. So, you know, I think the Texans are going to win 23-18. And it was like nonchalant. Like, man, almost like the Raiders were going to definitely be the first pick overall in the draft coming up in April. And I just don't see it that way. Maybe they will. I just don't see it that way. Because with this Texans team, like you said, we've been getting a little differentiating opinions about how good this Texans team is. But for me, I know that you can only play who's been on the schedule. But the Texans haven't played anybody good. And I do think that we have a big enough sample size right now for a lot of people to say, hey, the Raiders may be 1-4, but man, this is a good 1-4 team. Take that for whatever it's worth. But with this Texans team, they haven't played anyone to me. So I do think that when it comes to roster and talent, this Raiders team is the best team that they've going to face so far this season. And well, I do we'll think that out. that counts for something. We'll find out on Sunday. And like I said, at 3 o'clock, DJ Bienname, he'll join us from ESPN.com talking all things Houston and give us a, 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 an idea of what this team is. And I'll tell him straight up, like, hey, man, we've got different reviews. Who is this team? Like, that's going to be one of my biggest questions. Who exact is this team? The one thing I can say is different between the Texans sitting there at 1-3-1 one, and, one, and the Raiders sitting there at 1-4. and four. There's no doubt, and nobody could deny it, there's way more talent on the Raiders team than on the Texans. Unfortunately for the Raiders, it's – resulted in the same kind of results you know matter of fact the Texans have a better result because they have a tie as opposed to four losses so that's on the Raiders but just on paper (laughs) they've got a way more ton of talent than Houston does they've just got to find a way to put it together and if they can great if they can't well that's on them and they've got some soul searching to do so we'll talk all things Texans coming up at three o'clock on uh on Tuesday and Thursday at at four o'clock each and every week we talk with Lincoln Kennedy from the Raiders radio broadcast also former Raider uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman so he'll join us at four o'clock and on Tuesday when he joined the show we just really talked about the team coming out of the bye what the mindset should be how they get over the hump where they are right now as a team that's in there one and four who has to step up we did all that kind of stuff on Thursdays, we like to talk about the game that's coming up. What's up next for the Raiders? So we'll focus in on the Texans, but from a Raiders side of view. you know. And the one thing I do know, as Landry Locker pointed out on the show yesterday, the Texans aren't very good at running the ball. Or not, excuse me, not running the ball. They're not very good at stopping the run. So if I'm Josh McDaniels and company, if I'm Mick Lombardi, offensive coordinator for the Raiders, my number one goal on Sunday is to run the rock. It's just that simple, Demond. It's not I'm not doing calculus. I'm doing basic math. And guess what? I passed basic math. I did a good job of pa- passing basic math. I think 1 plus 1 equals 2. And so if a team can't stop the run, you know what I think you should do? I think you should run the ball. As a team that that runs the ball really well. I know it's not crazy in some, you know, like great offensive scheme or some offensive game plan and no one's going to call me a genius, but similar to video games, if you can't stop something, just keep doing it, right? Josh McDaniels did this a year ago, didn't he? Didn't he do this a year ago when the conditions were bad and he had the, he had the, the Patriots run the rock, what, 63 times? I don't remember how many times they ran the ball, but I do know Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. That's what I'm saying, and I'm not saying limit Derek Carr to three passes. I'm not saying that because, one, you're playing inside, so you don't have any conditions. But you know what, damn it, if they can't stop the run, you know what I'm going to do a lot of? I'm going to run. Simple. I mean, that's my game plan. I'm going to run if you can't stop me. It's kind of like playing basketball. I had a homeboy named Mike. We called him Mike Mike. Shocking, right? We called him Mike Mike. Little dude. He was actually about your height, but he wasn't as, as strong as you. So he was a little dude, and he was skinny. And I played him one-on-one, and he got mad at me and said, all you're doing is posting me up. And I said, because that's all I need to do. 
It's common sense. You're smaller than me. You can't outjump me. You can't stop me if I play in the post. Why would I do anything else if we're playing one-on-one? And he literally got mad and quit and walked off the court because I was cheating. That's not cheating. That's being smart. So the Raiders need to just be smart. If they can't stop the run, run the damn ball. Simple. You only got that one move. (laughs) But if that one move works, like you said, but then also, when like as we talked about yesterday with Seth, hey, man, the play-action game, you know, the running game, it can set that up. Yeah. So, you know, if you lure them in with, man, they're really killing us, then they start stacking the box, boom, play-action, Devontae Adams down deep, touchdown. Boom, there it is right there. So Lincoln Kennedy will join the show at 4 o'clock and talk about the game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium against the Texans. 4.30, Vinny Bonsignor from Raider Nation Radio 920, the morning tailgate. Also, the RJ put out a really good piece on the Raiders' defense, by the way, if you have some uh, time to read. Uh, not right now, maybe 5.01 after the show's over. You can go check out some uh, reading material. Uh, Vinny put out a really good piece. So he's at the facility right now, said that uh, Darren Waller, again, was not a participant in practice today. Also, they didn't see Hunter Renfro at practice. So we'll get a, a, a injury report coming down the line sooner rather than later so we'll pass that along to you when we get it but uh, I think for me it's pretty concerning when Hunter Renfro is not at practice not sure what the reason is but Darren Waller I expected him not to be there today I expect him not to play on Sunday and from what the sounded like he talked about with Jim Trotter uh, who's a very good uh, national NFL writer he's not going to play on Sunday so uh, most likely you'll be without Darren Waller but Foster Morrow looks like he's going to be back so that's a good thing but Hunter Renfro not being there, even though he hasn't had a really good season, I think that that's a problem because he needs to, even if this game is not one that he's featured in a lot, he needs to get those reps in. And he's already missed a couple games due to uh, concussion. He needs to get reps in. So hopefully it's just a rest day for Hunter and he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, it's certainly since that he did participate in practice yesterday. And coming off of the bye week, I know that Darren Waller, he's the hamstring, you know, you, you just can't make it go away. It is a lingering injury, but it's just not good for the Raiders that if you got two of your star guys in the receiving core that following the bye week, they're still banged up. So for Hunter Renfro, I don't know if he's going to play. Like you said, we haven't gotten an injury report yet, yeah. but to me, it's not looking good. No, I mean, it's not. It's, again, I don't want to overreact because we don't know. It could just be a simple thing as a rest day, and, and they found like he, he didn't need to play. He didn't need to be out there for some reason. I don't know, but we'll find out sooner rather than later. Of course, we'll ask Vinny about that at 430 as well. So uh, DJ Bianime from ESPN covering the Houston Texans at 3 o'clock, Lincoln Kennedy at 4, Vinny Bonsignor at 430. Those are the guests that we have lined up. Also, you'll hear from Josh Jacobs and Tray, uh, Trayvon Merrick uh, in the Raiders locker room. Vinny sent that over to us yesterday, and we had really bad audio issues with uh, the stuff that he sent over yesterday, not his fault. It was just uh, the way it was recorded it was really low so we did some really high-tech doctor work to it so we only played max crosby on the show yesterday and that was some somewhat suspect probably shouldn't even have played it but uh we didn't know if it was that bad so we got about halfway through and then we're like ah yeah that's a bad idea so we didn't play josh jacobs we didn't play trayvon merrick you'll hear from those guys today in the Raiders locker room, and then whatever else uh, Vinny happens to send over, if he sends anything else over. Also, you'll hear from offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. They've all met with the media, uh, Adams and Carr yesterday, and then Mick Lombardi on Wednesday. So we got a lot to get to on today's show. With all that being said, again, we don't have our first guest till 3 o'clock, so Raider Nation, we're going to want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and also the text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. 
So we talked yesterday about the last 12 games of the season, which is obviously what the Raiders have left unless they earn more. And we asked, what, you know, what do you think is a reasonable record to make the season, make it feel like it's a success? So now I want to take a step backwards, and I want to take one game at a time. So coming up on Sunday, you know what the Texans are as far as their record. I don't know if they're a decent team, if they're a bad team, or if they're better than what their record says. I don't know because we've had three different opinions. Again, we'll find out a little bit more coming up at 3 o'clock. But I want to know from you, Raider Nation, what are you looking for on Sunday? When you sit down in Allegiant Stadium or you sit down in front of your TV or you sit next to your radio and you're paying attention to this game that kicks off at 105, of course you can hear it on Raider Nation Radio 920, what are you looking for from the Raiders? What type of performance do you want to see? And the reason I ask this is, I know a lot of people are going to say, I just want to see a W. That's, I mean, that's the obvious. There's nobody that listens to this station or works on this station or is affiliated with this radio station that doesn't want to see a W, right? That's the easy answer. I just want to see a win. But how do you want to see this team go out there and operate? For me, I want, I want to see a team that looks like they look the part, right? You know, sometimes I say that I like to see body language. I like to see how people are, are – I don't have to talk all the time. Sometimes I sit back and I just listen and I watch how people how, – how they act. That's kind of what I'm going to do. When I'm sitting in the press box on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, I'm going to look at this team and see if there looks like there's confusion at the line of scrimmage. Let's see if there's guys that are running in and out at the last second or they have to call a timeout because they don't, one doesn't know what the other person is doing. I want to see if at some point now that they've played five games – are they understanding what their job is, right? I mean, you see this team, and you see them successful at, at times, but you don't see it throughout the whole course of the game. I see defense that looks really good at, at a certain point, and then it gets down to the red zone, and they look confused. I want to I see this Raider team on Sunday not look confused. That's the biggest thing for me. I'll take the results, whatever they are, if that team goes out there and they look like they looked the part. Look, you've got to win games. Make no mistake about it. There's no more just, hey, I'll just live with the results and it is what it is because there's always next week. Look, next week is going to be com- coming and going really quick, right? I mean, you're already in the week seven. But I have no option. And Raider Nation, you have no choice. You have to live with the, with the results. But I just want to, you know, I want to see what this team is going to look like and I want them to eliminate that confusion. And for me, if they eliminate that confusion – if they actually look like they know what they're doing offensively and defensively because it's not exclusive to one. And this doesn't, this doesn't eliminate the coaches either. You know, I want the coaches to, to know that, hey, if we score with four minutes left in the game, this is what we're, we're going to do. Instead of, you know, and head coach Joshua Daniel said it right after the, the, the loss to Kansas City. They actually scored on that drive, that second touchdown to Devontae Adams when they went for two. They actually scored faster than he expected. They had already talked about going for two, but he didn't think they were going to score that fast. Okay, so maybe you need to adjust. Maybe you don't. Maybe you would have lived with that and you would have rolled with whatever decision. I want to see these coaches be very comfortable. We heard from Patrick Graham earlier this week, right? There's probably a couple calls I'd like to have back. He said that. Those are his words, not mine. So I want to see this team go out there and look the part where they know what they're doing. Communication. That's one of the words of mine that we said so much during the summer. And every time we were out there at training camp, out there on the, on, on, the, on the hard top out there watching the practice. That's all I heard co- coaches yelling. That's all I heard Jerron Harmon yelling. That's all I heard Devon Diablo, Antonio Pierce, the linebacker coach. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I want to see that communication and them look like they, they get that, right? They're all on the same page because that, to me, has been part of the problem. They haven't all been on the right page and all on the same page. The communication, is as much as it's been an emphasis – it hasn't been something that they've executed 
at a high level. They haven't communicated the way I think that they need to. I want to see that communication. I want to see that understanding of what they're supposed to do offensively and defensively. But Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Also, the text line, 69187, keyword R&R. We don't have a guest until 3 o'clock, so we've got plenty of time to get your, uh, your calls and texts in. We'll also hear from Josh Jacobs and Trayvon Merrigan in the Raiders locker room. But uh, Raider Nation, hit us up. So, DeMond, let me start with you. You're very, um, you know, you're obviously paying attention. You're locked in on what the Raiders do. What do you want to see from this team come Sunday? I know it's easier said than done, but I want to see a dominating performance. I know that you can't just say go out there and just beat the brakes off of them, but I do think that this team needs to go out there and impose their will because I think that the Texans are just not as good of a team as these Raiders are. And I mentioned Hunter Renfro. It's not a good sign that he, if he doesn't play in this game. And not just so he's having a down season, we can all agree on that, but this can be the get-right game. I'm not saying go out there and break some NFL record, but this can be right. the, hey, seven catches, 75 yards, maybe a touchdown game that you need to get that confidence to get in the groove for this offense. And I do think that I'm looking at it. I predict that the Raiders are going to win. But like I said yesterday, this can't be, hey, a walk-off field goal win. This needs to be at least a touchdown, or even if they do come within four or three points, one of those scores where, hey, the end score is not as close or indicative of how much of a blowout this game actually was. When there's four or five minutes left in the game, you want Raider Nation and Allegiant Stadium to be able to celebrate and and relax. Exactly. Yeah. And I I, look – it's been a long time since we've seen one of those games, right? A long time. I couldn't really tell you the last game that was really close or really, really uh, not close and, and was a, a comfortable win towards the end. I mean, I, I really don't remember when the last one was. I'm sure that they've had them, but they're very, they're, they're very minimal. They don't have them very often. So many times the Raiders make games closer than they have to be. Even that game against Denver, I feel like that game could have been a blowout, and it wasn't. So DeMond wants to see a very comfortable win, a a game where they go out and they just dominate their opponent because they're much better than their opponent. I'm not mad at that. Normally I would say a win is a win is a win. You take them how they come. But you know what, DeMond? I think you're spot on. I think the spread is, what, seven? Is it seven, seven and a half, something Mm -hmm. like that? That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I mean, in the NFL game, anytime you get close to double-digit points, in my opinion, that's a lot of points. College games is different. In an NFL game, you get close to ten, that's a lot of points. The Raiders are favored by that. They need to go out there and show why. I, I, I have no problem with that, them going out there and dominating. I, I think that that's a really good point. 69187, that's the text line. We got Trey and KC. He said, run the ball, take shots off the play action. I think, that, I, I think that that's spot on, Trey. I really do. Run the ball. I think they need to run the hell out of the ball, right? I'd like to see 30, 30 carries, no, no less. I'd like to see at least 30 carries on Sunday. And I don't care how they get them. You get 25 from Jacobs, get a couple from Zeus, get a couple from Carr, I'm fine with that. But I think that they need to have the minimum about 30 carries. I told you about the 55 rule, right? I mean, and this was a couple weeks ago. This was before, what game was it? Before the Kansas City game, before the Monday Night Football game, when I heard Chris Canty on ESPN talk about the 55 rule, and a lot of people had no idea, and I didn't know what he was talking about when he said the 55 rule, and he was saying the number 55 is what teams should be aiming for when they go into games. What that means is the number of carries that they have, that a team has, so however many times you run the ball, plus how many completions the quarterback has. So if I'm saying that the Raiders need to run the ball 30 times, that means Derek Carr needs to have 25 completions. If they do, and they get to that 55 number, more times than not, matter of fact, almost damn near every single time that that happens and that 55 number is achieved, the team wins. I know that it sounds crazy. It sounds far-fetched, like I'm just coming up with something, pulling something out of my backside. 
But I actually did the research over the weekend, over the big games that were won and the big games that were lost, and I looked at the numbers. So we'll share those numbers. We'll get to your calls. We'll hear from Josh Jacobs, Trayvon Merrick. We'll do it all when we come back. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. I had some numbers that I wanted to pass along, not as an analytics guy, but I had some numbers that I wanted to pass along, and I can't find them, of course, right now, but I will get to them at some point. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Damon Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio and uh, got a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, DJ Bienname, he's joining us at 3 o'clock to talk all things Houston Texans, but uh, threw it out there, man. Threw out the question, what are you looking for on Sunday? What type of performance do you want to see from the Raiders? I expect to win. DeMond expects to win. But DeMond wants to see a dominating win. He wants, to look, he wants to see a game where the Raiders are in control and show that they're in control. I want to see an understanding. I want to see them go out there and perform like they know what the hell they're doing. Because so many times it feels like they just don't quite understand. I see in a lot of different blogs writing stuff that the defense is too complicated. The offense is too complicated. Okay, well, go out and show that that's false. Right? I'm not saying it's false. I'm saying go out and show that it's not, it's, it's not true. Go out and show that you have an understanding of the offense and defense and what you're supposed to do. That's what I want to see. I want to see that dominating uh, understanding of who the Raiders are supposed to be. Right? This, this version of the Raiders is supposed to be. If you go out and do that, I feel like the rest will take care of itself. They go out there and look like they know what they're doing and go and operate like they know what they're doing. The win should come. The win should be pretty easy. But we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200, also 69187, keyword r My guy Jason in Maryland chimes in all the time on the text line. Always love to hear from him. Say, yeah, the Raiders need to run the ball, but if they're going to dominate as y'all want them, they also need to make plays in the passing game. That said, they need to take deep shots, probably off play action, but when we take shots downfield, for the most part, good things happen, either a penalty or completion. Even the last game, first series, that bomb bounced off Holland's chest. It might be hard with the too high safety look, but if Lovey is running that cover, uh, those do- deep Shots in the middle should be definitely there. Take advantage. Uh, that's Jason in Maryland. And, yeah, I mean, look, I think they need to run the hell out of the ball because the Texans aren't very good at, at defending that. But, you know, just like our other texture, Trey in Kansas City said, yeah, take some shots on play-action pass, right? I mean, you, I'm not saying make uh, Devontae Adams go over for the day. <laughs> not at all, right? I mean, the Raiders have too many weapons. But everything else can evolve off the run. It really can. Again, that's why I was going back to the, the number 55 and that, uh, you know, how, how that kind of balance – you know, you have a certain amount of completions by your quarterback, but then you also have a certain amount of runs from your running game, whether it be the quarterback, whether it be the running backs, whatever the case may be, and you total that number 55, and you get that more times than not. And you look at the big games that happen in week six and the outcomes of them, more times than not those teams either got to 55 or over or they got really stinking close. So at some point in the show, we'll go over those numbers just to kind of point out what I'm talking about. But uh, I, I just think that the run has to be the way that the Raiders really uh, butter their bread. That's got to be the way that they start everything off. Let Josh Jacobs eat. And he's eating well this year. So while he's doing that, go ahead and take advantage. But, again, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, good day, all. I tell you what, I, I want to go ahead and comment on what you're you're saying here, and then and then uh, ask a question about Devontae Adams' possible suspension. But um, 
I think the 55 number is is really interesting, and I'm glad that somebody ended up bringing that up. It's part of the NFL that happens in the inside and numbers and different things about you know values and, and variables that people look at that we don't know about just being fans out here. But as you get to that number, the two things to me that need to be addressed is taking a ball away mm-hmm. and not hurting yourself. Yeah. And I think if you do those two things, you get what Derek Carr and a lot of other people have been talking about for, se- for season after season is getting more opportunities, getting more possessions. And when you get those more possessions, then that 55 number comes into play. Yeah. Now, as far as Devontae Adams goes, I'm really fearful that the legal portion of this can drag out mm-hmm. and then the NFL can choose what opponent that the Raiders are going to lose Devontae Adams for. Yep. And it, it looks to me like he's going to be made an example no matter how much of a stand-up guy he is because that's just the way they have to do these first-time things. Either that or they can make an example out of uh, Wagner t- tackling that guy on the field uh, and throw his whole body into it and then make this nothing more than a fine or forcing you know, maybe uh, some sort of settlement. Maybe they could do that. I don't know. But it seems like no matter what, a suspension is going to happen and if that's the case, I really think Mark Davis should choose what week to go ahead and suspend him and suspend him early so that we don't have the NFL dragging its feet and doing this at week 17. Hey, good you- stuff. I- I'm with you. Good stuff. And I actually got to apologize to you, Raider Dave in Denver. You called last week and you said that uh, you thought that the NFL wasn't going to do anything until the legal, uh, the-, the legal system played out, and I didn't think that that was going to be the case. I thought that they were going to uh, do something during the bye week. And then all of a sudden, on Saturday, I believe it came out, uh, Adam Schefter and Edom Rapport said that the NFL was going to wait for the whole legal process to play out before they did anything exactly how you said. So I want to make sure that I pass that on to you. And, and hey, man, uh, kudos to you for having that spot on. Uh, and who knows how it's going to play out. This is going to happen? Don't you have a fear of, that they could choose what date this was going to happen yeah. and really hose the Raiders? Yeah, I do now. I didn't, I didn't before, but I do now. <laughs> you were right. You were right. Uh, I did want to pass this along, though, just so everyone knows, uh, so we're all clear on what the charge was against Devontae Adams. It's actually just a city ordinance charge. It's, uh, it's less than a misdemeanor. So maybe that'll help keep him in the clear. That was actually updated to us today. It's just a city ordinance charge, less than a misdemeanor. Uh, I know Adam Schefter put it out there that it seemed like it was a little bit more, but that's actually been cleared up between then and now. So, yeah, again, Raider Dave in Denver, he was spot on. And that's why I wanted to make sure I, uh, I, I cleared that up and said, hey, <laughs> I was wrong. And, and you were absolutely spot on about that. So good call there, Raider Dave. Definitely appreciate you. Um, let's see. Jason in Maryland hits back. Lovey runs that cover two. Deep middle is its weakness. We could take advantage. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jason, I, I read that and I laughed because the Raiders' middle, <laughs> deep middle, is a weakness too, right? Defensively, it's always open. Devon, it is always open. We talked about it in, in pretty good detail just the other day about how it's always open between the linebackers and the safety. And I don't know what the big issue is, but for the longest it has been like that. And uh, Walter Football actually put out a tweet the other day where it was really bad. Like the numbers on it were really bad. Like almost anything, almost every pass that was thrown that way in that deep middle of the field with that, uh, you know, in between the, the linebackers and the safety was a completion. It was really bad. 
But also, as we had Landry on yesterday, it's funny that you, yeah, you mentioned it because he said, hey, the linebackers for the Texans, these guys can't cover. The Raiders are going to have a field day for them. So it would be interesting if both opposing offensive coaches are just looking at it like, man, we are really going to be eating up in the middle of the field for this game. Yeah. And that's the game plan for both teams. Right. It very well could be. It very well could be. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. We got a text from the 707. I want to see touchdowns in the red zone, not field goals. I want to see defense get stops in the red zone and get pressure on the quarterback. The new coaching staff was brought in to fix those three problems, and not only have they not fixed the problems, they might even be worse. Uh, one more text from the 661. Uh, oh, this is Zeke in Bakersfield. Q, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with D. <laughs> <laughs> My man. The Raiders need to have a strong win. They are better in every aspect of the team. I heard the podcast this morning and heard how much homeboy thought the Raiders are a terrible team. It's time to show them up. And, uh, yeah, he's right. And, again, uh, homeboy that, was, uh, that covers the Texans for Locked On, man, he, he was feeling very comfortable and confident that Houston was going to walk into Allegiant Stadium just stroll out of there with a victory like it's nothing. Like, it, I mean, he was like – it was just about – like it's not even going to be like light work, right? It's going to be just easy. Just roll in there, get a dub. Collect a check and bounce. Head back to H Town. It was. It was. He was real confident, man. And it, it even blew my mind that he was so confident. But of course, I'm not going to be confrontational. I said, okay, all right, well. Hugh, they have Davis Mills. What more? To, what more does he need to say? I mean, they got Damian Pierce, but you know. And I even said, like, they they do a good job when they get to the red zone. They do score in the red zone. They just don't get there very often. And, and he laughed it off. It was like, yeah, they don't. But they're still going to win, you know. And I will say this though, to his credit. He said the game, the score was going to be, and I didn't put a score out there, but he put a score out there, and he said it'd be Houston 23 and the Raiders 18. The one thing I'll say is the Texans are allowing 19 points a game. That's all they're allowing is 19 points a game. So as much as I thought it was silly that he was so confident that they'd just go get that victory, I don't, one, I don't know if Houston can score 23 on the Raiders. We'll see. But if they are what their average says they are, then the Raiders will be scoring around 18 or 19 points. And I think that'd be a disappointment. But, you know, I just got to look at it and take it with a grain of salt and say, okay, there you go. So, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. It's going to be uh, a hell of a game because both teams want to win badly. You know, obviously the Raiders, they need to win. The Texans, they want to win. Both teams coming in with one win on the season. But we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. What are you looking for on Sunday? What type of performance do you want to see from the silver and black? Uh, another text, 69187, keyword R&R. This is from the 530. Knee Graham's defense to be a lot better. Arizona, second half collapse. Tennessee, first half disappeared. KC only played well in the first quarter. So going back to it, knee Graham's defense to be a lot better. I'm okay with that. I like that. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray, Q&D, good afternoon, gentlemen. What I want to see this weekend versus Texans is a complete game. Four quarters of smash, hard football. I want to see the defense caught at least – catch at least two turnovers and make the Texans offense punt the ball six plus times wow on offense I want to see the Raiders score 80 percent of the time mostly touchdowns of course at the end of the day I just want to win we are now in a one week at a time mode it starts on Sunday let's go this from Sir Whiskey Ray Uh, one more text got from uh, all day Raider A let Jacobs eat and use the Texans aggressiveness against them they're stingy in the red zone but if Jacobs eating they'll be playing uh, the run hard and we can abuse them in the slot no minus fours. That's from All Day Raider A. That's my brother right there. Appreciate that text, my man. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. Let's go out to the phone lines one time. 702-365-9200. Who we got up, Devon? Raider Geese. Geese. Geese mode. What's up, brother? What up, man? Love y'all show, man. First time call, long time listener, bro. Appreciate you. Look, 
I'm going to go ahead and say what y'all can't say. The problem with our defense, especially secondary, is really it's the secondary, and it's uh, particularly Jonathan Abram. That dude is terrible, man. I've been watching him play for a few years. He's not playing the position right. He's always out of position. The number one thing that a safety is supposed to do off the snap of the ball, well, actually pre-snap, you got to look and see where the running back is. That kind of gives you a, a determination of what type of play is about to happen. As a safety, you have to know, you have to identify that first. Off the snap, you have to identify run or pass and to which side of the field. He has none of these instincts. None of them. I'm, I watch that dude so much. And the second thing, Derek Carr, you got to run the ball sometime, bro. A lot of times I see just green pasture in front of Derek Carr. Go get that four or five yards and slide, bro. Stop trying to be Kenny Stabler in the pocket and manipulate the pocket. Just get out of there and go slide somewhere. But I, I really think our, the Raiders will be a lot better as soon as they get rid of Jonathan Abram. There's no way in the world that dude should be starting that safety in the NFL. You know, That's all I wanted to say, man. I love y'all's show. I love my Raiders. R-N-4-L. Raiders! Let me, let me ask you real quick before you go. Is he still there? Hold on. Before you go. Wait, wait. Do, do you like how he plays closer to the line of scrimmage, though, when he's, when he's I, up I there? I think he would be better in sort of like a Michael Parsons. Look, okay. the, dude is a, the dude is a missile with no guidance system. Gotcha. That's gotcha. what Jonathan Abram is. Okay. He's a missile with no guidance system. Put a guidance system up. Give him a target. Go get the quarterback, bro. <laughs> That's all you can do anyway. Nice. You can't cover. You can't, you can't identify and call out plays for the linebackers. Safeties are supposed to help linebackers. Linebackers help the D linemen. Everybody knows that. Good stuff. No, good, good breakdown. Good breakdown, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask about you know playing next to the line of scrimmage because I think he has a really good role when he's put in that position. And I like how you described a missile with no uh, with no guidance system. You know, it's like it's like having a GPS with no GPS, right? I got it. That's hey, that's good. That's a good description. And look, I've been very critical of Jonathan Abram over the years. Uh, I think that he's played better. But the safety role, to your credit, is not where he needs to be. Again, closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, able to go and say, hey, uh, you know, like Charles Woodson says, see ball, get ball. Well, see player, get player, right? That's where he needs to do. So I I'm with you. I, I, like, I like your breakdown. I think that that's a good uh, way of, of using Jonathan Abram and using him to the best of his ability, not necessarily the ability of, you know, what we expect of the position to be. But, hey, how do you get the most out of this guy? There's definitely a role for Jonathan Abram and the way that they are using him not the too high safety look, but when they're playing him up close to the line of scrimmage is the way that I think he should be played. 2.46 at the time. We'll come back. We'll hear a little bit of locker room sound. Got Josh Jacobs. Got Trayvon Merrick. I think we'll get to Josh Jacobs. We'll do it next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Shout out to Bill Romanowski. He was actually a guest on JT The Brick Show yesterday here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Definitely appreciate him. DJ Bianame from ESPN.com will join us coming up at the top of the hour to talk all things Houston Texans. The injury report is out. I was going to get to some Josh Jacobs sounds, but now that the injury report is out, I talked about Hunter Renfro not being there at practice. Two guys didn't participate today at practice for the Raiders. 
Darren Waller dealing with the hamstring injury. Most likely he's not going to play on Sunday. That's kind of the feeling I get, not to mention that's what he told Jim Trotter, that he probably won't go on Sunday. So we'll see about Waller. So that's kind of not a big shock. But wide receiver Hunter Renfro, who's not at practice today, many people like Paul Gutierrez, Deshaun Reed, Cassie Soto, Vinny, everyone put out, don't see Hunter Renfro out here. He was a participant on Wednesday. Well, the injury report comes out. He's dealing with a hip injury. A hip injury. Was not listed on the injury report on Wednesday. Did not participate today. So that is concerning. You know, we've been talking about what you want to see on Sunday, and we want to see a dominant force, uh, a dominant performance. We want to see guys out there, you know, uh, looking like they know exactly what they're doing. Without Waller and Renfro, do the Raiders have enough firepower to win the game against Houston? Sure. But, man, if you want to see these guys – at some point, look like they know what they're doing and be clicking on all cylinders. They got to be out there, man. They got Lincoln says it all the time. They've got to get game reps. And so far, Waller's been banged up. It seems like ever since training camp, regardless of how you feel about the contract situation, the hamstring situation, whatever it is, he hasn't been available so much so far, even since going all the way back to training camp. Just Waller hasn't been there. Renfro's missed a couple games due to concussion. He was out there during training camp. He was out there during the preseason. That's great, but didn't play. And now all of a sudden, you know, a hip injury. I'm not saying he's out on Sunday, but if he does miss, his, miss Sunday, that's three out of, out of six games that he's going to miss. There's no way you can gel and become one cohesive unit if you're not out there playing. I mean, it's just that simple. So, you know, we look at teams, and I always look at the Chargers for a perfect example of a team that always has a ton of injuries, and they do. They always have a bunch of guys that are injured. Right now they got Joey Bosa out. Is anyone shocked by that? No. They always got someone out. Keenan Allen, he ain't played since the Raider game. That was week one. Anyone surprised? No. They're always banged up. The Raiders, in my opinion, have done a pretty good job over the past couple years having their key guys be in there when need be. And I know Josh Jacobs has missed a couple games here and there, but even him, he'll play through injury. He's out there no matter how banged up he might look. When he's coming off the field for one or two snaps, he's right back out there ready to roll. Man, having Waller out and having Renfro out as much as they've been out this season, that's a, that is a, I mean, that's like cutting off one of your knees, man. That's a big problem. That's a big problem. It's very unfortunate. So hopefully, again, we'll get another injury report tomorrow, and then on Sunday, 90 minutes before uh, kickoff, we'll find out who's in and who's out. Don't expect to see Waller and, well, now Hunter Renfro is out today with a hip injury. Also uh, on the injury report for the Raiders, Jayon Brown was limited again. He's still dealing with the hamstring injury. Mac Hollins dealing with the heel injury was limited as well. And Foster Morrow dealing with the knee injury was limited. But those are the two main guys that were out, Waller and Renfro. Everyone else was limited. Uh, for the Texans side of things, Malik Collins, who didn't participate on Wednesday, dealing with the knee injury, he's a full participant today. Also, uh, Jerry Hughes, defensive lineman, dealing with the knee injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, full participant today. Wide receiver Chris Moore, dealing with the hip injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, full participant today. Nico Collins, a wide receiver, Achilles in a wrist, was limited on Wednesday, full participant today. Tight end Brevin Jordan with the ankle injury was limited on Wednesday, full participant today. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks, he had a rest day on Wednesday, uh, not listed on Thursday, so obviously he's good. Defensive lineman Jonathan Greenard, calf injury, not listed on Wednesday. He was limited today. So to me, the Texans are getting healthier, and the Raiders are, well, a couple of their key guys are not getting healthy. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend Raider Mike in Colorado real quick. What's on your mind, Raider Mike? 
going on, guys? Uh, hey, man, my keys to, to Sunday. Uh, I'll say this, man. My, my first point, Davis or David Mills. Can we please not have him go out there look like, like Brady or Rodgers? He's going all over the field on us. That's all I'm asking. Um, and just, just being able to adjust the second half, uh, not coming out flat in either half. Like, this would be one of those 59-14 games where we blew Denver out. You know, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting us to run the ball. And any type of weakness that the Texans have, go out there and exploit it. Go out there and dominate. If they want, if, if the Raiders want to be, not, not be recognized as, as overrated or anything like that, this is the game that they have to go do that in. Or, you know, it's all going to go downhill from there. You can't lose to the Texans. You know, so I'm just, I'm just hoping for a, a clean game, uh, low on the penalties. Uh, and we just come out and we show them who the better team is. You know, my mind's telling me blowout, but sometimes I still got that thought in the back of my head. Like, <laughs> I don't know, we've seen it too many times where we just play down the competition, man, and we don't show up. So, but I'm hoping for a W, man. I like it. Good call. Raider Mike in Colorado. He had the Mark Kelly vibes, right? He said, my mind's telling me blowout. <laughs> But my body, <laughs> my body's telling me. No, just anyway, I guess we can't even tell those jokes anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. As soon as he said it, Damon, I know that you, you heard it too. As soon as he said, my mind's telling me, that's all I could think of. I went, I flashed back to Arkell's. <laughs> hey, Raider Mike. No thanks, comment. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that's the best. That's the safest way to be, man. That's a good decision. I done put myself out there. 256 at the time. Thank you, Raider Mike, for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Coming back, we kick off hour number two of the show. DJ BNMA, ESPN.com, talking all things Texas. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. The Texas Longhorns look to sweep the state.